face just how dark of a place humanity has come to. And to do so means that the certain influences in the world must be acknowledged. Welcome. This is Chris Jansen. I'm here with the End Evil podcast, I'm reaching out to people who are fellow people who care about truth, who care about freedom, and um, who are working on spreading love in the world, trying to make things a better place and deal with this problem of evil that has inundated our world. Today, I have with me a special guest, um, someone I met on the internet, Nathan Crabtree. Thanks for coming, Nate. Nathan. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, love to be on a podcast titled End Evil. That's exactly my style. So, Yeah, um, it's neat recently being able to meet a few people. I've been getting a little more active online and then finding, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one who sees this evil in the world. You know, there's others too. And so... Uh, right, I've been aware of it for quite a while. I'm sure you have... Uh, I, I think we both have listened to quite a bit of Mark Passio. Um, I can tell from your shirt. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, he's would, my major influence. Yeah, he would be my main motivator. Um, I, I had encountered Larkin Rose before that because I, I had been questioning things on my own for quite a while because uh, the first thing that made me start questioning stuff was in uh, college, I uh, started smoking cannabis, right? And uh, that was you know, illegal. So uh, I realized at that point that there's these mortal enemies driving around that were out to ruin my life. <laughs> and, you know, they, there was a, the school I was at, um, they were also against cannabis. And so they would like try to get you in trouble and ruin your life again if, if they caught you smoking cannabis. I was like, these people are completely insane. This re something's seriously wrong with reality. For, for this to even be a yeah a <laughs> yeah just, it's funny too because it's like such a stupid thing like even at that age it was like how could anybody possibly imagine you know putting me in a jail or locking me up just because I have this freaking plant you know that really it's there's nothing it does that's bad I can't even think what, what's the freaking bad part you know it's not like you go crazy and do crazy things if anything you're more cautious you know <laughs> when you're, you're really high. cautious for sure when you use it. I mean, I, I've, I have a lot of experience with it. You can take it to an extreme to the point where there can be balancing forces, but it's not like, you know, some sort of violent, you don't just act out violently or anything. You know, you might, you might get a little bit lazy or, you know, you might get a little bit paranoid if you take it too far, but it's pretty In, in today's world, you can't be paranoid enough, I think, you know, and what's one one thing really funny that i think about 2020 is in a way the uh, tables have turned you know for years among my group of friends and people that know me i'm the paranoid one you know and here now i feel like i'm the one that's being sane and saying let's just go about our business and they're being paranoid about this illness situation you know completely yeah. wacky from my point of view it's uh, laughable to me i mean i see people uh, in my city wearing masks like it's to the point now where it's like if you go to the grocery store everyone there except for me is wearing a mask and you know that's like 20 people and it's just like do these people uh, ever think for themselves at all 
Have yeah. had, when was the last time they had a, an original thought? Like, it's scary, man, because a lot of them, what I've noticed is because I push the issue when I can, I, I try not to do it all the time because I can't stand the confrontation. But I do. When I want to get something done, I just go up to the people. And I've had times where, like, um, when I was living before in Santa Rosa, there's a line formed, you know, and people are standing apart and the whole bit. And I'm kind of not paying that much attention to that. And when I reached the guy who was like a greeter in front of the store, they do this in a lot of the stores in Santa Rosa, you can't even get into the store without going through this greeter and they'll put like, it seems like the slowest mental person they have out there or some young girl. And um, when I approach that person, I can tell that person doesn't like this rule either. You know, they've got this thing sort of halfway on halfway off. And I said, look, man, it, I'm not going to sacrifice my basic human rights. And he says something like, oh, I, I don't think we should be either. I, I mean, there's no evidence, you know, to back this up. Sheepishly, barely can hear what this guy's saying. And, and I noticed when I do that, like a lot of people are in agreement. They're just way too wussified to right. speak up. Well, I have a lot of practice. I mean, Mark Passio, he's so uh, fiery and <laughs> about it that it's just inspiring. I'm like, well, if he can do this for, for 10 or 15 years, Certainly, I can do a little bit and not get in trouble or anything, you know. Some people are worried about getting in trouble or losing their job or being the guy that is um, doesn't fit in anymore. Some you of know, us are used to that anyway, right? <laughs> confrontation. But I, it's good that you're talking to people in public. I do that too when I can. Um, some of them, I feel like as far as the general public goes in the major cities, at this point, some of them seem like they, they seem like they're too far gone. Like some of them almost can't be helped, but I'm not being overly negative. You know, it is possible to help anyone. It's just when you see the forces that are working and the, the uh, quickness at which they're trying to implement all this lockdown and stuff and the mandatory vaccines they got planned and all their plans, it seems like some people are not fast enough thinking they're not quick enough and they're not being exposed to the right information which you know is, is our job to do you know but it just seems like they're gonna get a few people at the very least with this trap they're trying to suck everyone into you know and yeah there's always the, the you're right and it's couldn't it's not, go that way but i'm open i would prefer it not to go that way but you know realistically it could or it could not but i just see a lot of people uh sucking it up and uh you know almost like uh you're in a cult and um what is that saying they have don't drink the kool-aid well they've people have been drinking the kool-aid their whole life and it doesn't mm -hmm. look like it's gonna stop now at least some of them maybe maybe a lot more people are in fact questioning just because it's getting so absurd but, no i think you're right like it's i'm not really trying to in those situations convince people um they need to change their opinion it's yeah. more of like at those moments for me, it's a barometer of where people are at or a, a measurement, a temperature meter. And mm -hmm. um, I've tried traveling around uh, my area because recently I moved partly because Santa Rosa, which is an hour north of San Francisco, is gotten so crazy that I can't even emotionally deal with it. Like I was finding myself getting furious on a daily basis, just driving around looking out the window and seeing you know, two people sitting in a car wearing masks together or lines of people just, it just seems like 
I'm surrounded by completely people that I don't want to have anything to do with anymore. It's making me mad. And so I was avoiding going to stores and because I don't really think I'm going to convince anyone or change anyone's mind in a moment like that. Maybe you give some little hint that makes them, but people have to change themselves. We cannot change people. All we can do is set an example. And so this to me is the way to do it um, online where we can carefully talk out something and record it. And then someone can have time to listen to it and think about it. You know, I think that's the only way people well, one realize. Thing I, do, I, uh, I made on my library channel at sign anarchy, I made a, a natural law guide that's got, you know, a summary of all the most important points, uh, for natural law. And it's also got some of my own examples and my own thinking and a, and a, like I just updated it with a big section about intellectual quote unquote property and um, the injustices that have taken place in the last, you know, 20, 30 years trying to enforce things like uh, the pirate, you can't download the BitTorrent and just endless nonsense um, due to intellectual property. The idea that you can own an idea and if anyone else ever expresses that idea, then you're justified in physically attacking them. So I, I kind of broke that down um, in the most recent update, which I posted a few days ago. But one thing I do is I print that guide out. And then when I'm talking to people, I, I'll do the same thing you do to take kind of like their temperature, you could say, and see how open they are and almost try to befriend certain people. And then whenever they seem to have a, at least a basic trust for me, then I'll, uh, I'll give them the piece of paper or it's actually like a uh, 20 pages total, but I'll, I'll hand them to them. And then uh, I've got a pretty good response that way. A lot of people take it home and read it. Mm. And, uh, yeah. It's a good example. Again, like you say, we got to be an example of. Yeah. And having something physical you can give to someone. It's like you put your energy into that, you know, what kind of, you know, prick of a person isn't going to at least say, Hey, thanks for putting this energy and trying to help me. You know, it's like right. you spent the time and energy putting this together. That, that's pretty cool. That's something that's you can been, do. So far, it seems like I get a better response with the actual physical booklet than trying to tell them to go listen to my podcast and stuff. So mm. podcast seems to be a useful tool for more almost like random people on the internet that you're not going to meet in person. But, you know, I've, I've had people that I've met in person comment on, you know, my podcast episodes. I've been doing it for probably three years now. Um, some people, nice. some people that I do know do listen and, and enjoy it and get a lot out of it too. So a lot of times people will listen and then they just won't say anything. So you don't even know if they're listening. You don't have any idea who's listening, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's if, if one person hears it, then you've casted a spell and that, that spell takes root in their mind and it has an effect on reality. So it's a great technology. Like you're saying, you can mass spell cast, especially if you uh, get a big following, you know, like uh, what Mark Passio has done is perfect example. You know, he can't really predict that someone like me specifically, he can, he can predict that strangers are going to listen and, and, and benefit from it, but he doesn't see the actual individuals. He doesn't personally know them and he doesn't see the sort of downstream chaos kind of effects of, you know, me taking it in and then starting um, my own thing and you, you too, you know, so it has an unpredictable effect, but it's at the same time, paradoxically, it's also a little bit predictable based on what you say and what information you put on your podcast. And 
you know, if you build it like he does with a, all his art and his website and very, very serious about it. So he's having a, a really powerful effect and he has been for a while. I actually met him three times in person in Philadelphia. Wow, you know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, at those conferences, for your mind conferences. I um, caught something you were saying. I was listening to your last, um, on library, your last anarchy talk there. Um, it's number one. It was your most recent, I think. I Yeah, I put one out uh, actually just yesterday. It was called Intro to Yeah, uh, that was law. the one. Cool. And yeah, you were talking a little bit about Mark on there. And um, I really related to that too. And this is something I've discussed with a couple other people I've met through uh, What on Earth is Happening. And um, I don't like to think of myself as being um, a fanboy or someone who um, is all Id idolizing this hero. But um, I really do with what on earth is happening and Mark Passio because he's made such a major impression on my life. And there's right. nothing even close to what he's doing. You know, I've listened to hundreds of podcasts and I take away a lot from a lot of them. And, and I could point out, you know, quite a few other people that have influenced me but not the way he has, you it's know, like the, that, that voice, the way he um, puts things, sometimes that motivates me to do things. I listen to him just to get myself through barriers to toughen right. myself up. Well, I'm, I'm also born in August uh, 15th. I think his birthday is on the 13th. And I think that sort of Leo kind of, I just resonate really well with him as a teacher, possibly due to, you know, astrological reasons. Hmm fiery kind of Leo, um, you know, alpha male kind of energy. I just kind of, I it really, I don't, I don't even mind admitting that I'm a fanboy, but. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Cause people take that the wrong way. They're like, um, you're, you're just a follower. And, and that is the total opposite of the ideology, you know, the, I, the whole um, concept of natural law and anarchy. And um, what we're all about is being an individual um, finding your own confidence, find your own inner voice, and finding the truth. Right. And people are so stuck on this idea that, oh, so-and-so said so, or the authority said so. And um, so I think it's important for me to point out, even though uh, Mark Passio has been the guiding force for you and I and a lot of people that we're interacting with, um, it's, it's his words being in alignment with the truth that makes him so highlighted and so important to us, not the man himself. You know, right, he's got exactly his problems, right. like everyone. It's different than, you know, some other cult of personality or anything, because he, he puts the message out, and then you take it in, and then you, he connects so many dots, and he gets you on, he gets you to understand how reality is created in the first place, and how the social engineers do it with their mass media brainwashing machine, and then he's like, look, you can, you can take all that down and cancel it all out, but you have to get up and do something. You have to get up yeah. and put the message out and be more powerful at doing that than they are. Otherwise, they're going to win. And then, then you think about that for a while and you're like, yeah, he's right. I should, I should you know, that is mm -hmm. how it works. So what am I not, what am I, why not just come contribute a little bit? I mean, otherwise, you know, I'm going to feel guilty for not even doing anything while they're taking everyone's rights away. So it's like, it's not about him. It's just about like, do you want to be free or do you want to die in a police state? like <laughs> yeah it's about you you know the listener you and that was the thing I really took away too it was the first so many shows and podcasts and like books I've listened to they're like here's the problem here's the problem here's the problem uh this guy did this this guy did this uh here's the council on foreign relations here's the Bilderberg group 
you know, um, pointing out all these problems or just having interviews with other people that can explain these problems. But very rare does anyone say, okay, what are we actually going to do about it? And Mark is the only one that said, no, it's not just them. It's you. You know, it's you listening. It's you living the lifestyle you're living. What do you do with your time? You know, it's what we all do with our time. And the only person I've heard really pound that in and something I knew deep down that we live by example and we change the world by what we do, you know, not typing all this stuff and just hoping that someone else is going to fix it. Right. Yeah, definitely. That That's the mind control that they've put out. Um, and I've been like really heavily psychoanalyzing average people. Uh, you know, like my family members, for example. And one thing I was thinking of last night was that a lot of these people, they have been brainwashed their whole life into abandoning their personal responsibility to actually change anything in reality other than their own little bubble. And a lot of them have these ego trip kind of addictive, you know, like they're used to that. And so rather than hearing something that's going to motivate them or that's going to shake up their little cage, their bottle, rattle their cage a little bit, they'd rather run away from that because they've got so many little ego trips that they're constantly doing. It's either they're going to go out to eat, they're going to go watch a movie, they're going to go do buy something, buy something. And then that just never stops. It's like an endless cycle. And then for someone to come in and interrupt that and say, Hey, you need to go, you need to go and do something about, this crazy huge problem that they've been brainwashed their whole life into thinking that they have no power to do anything about it and that government's got it and you know some some other activist has got it but not me my job in life is to just show up at work do the bare minimum and then go on my endless ego trip that you know is just a self-gratification kind of pleasure seeking with no real meaning behind it you know other than you know the instant kind of pleasure that's where a lot of people are at i think I think you're right. And um, I think the other aspect that that's just been occurring to me is because I'm remembering, um, for me, I had this major, um, I've had a few in my life, two or three I can think of, but one of the ones that stands out the most is when I started looking into um, weather engineering, geoengineering. And um, that was back in 2012, 2013. And I had this major experience where like, you know, it took me months and months to get through it while I was acting kind of nutty I'll admit you know I was trying to talk to everybody about it I was obsessed you know I would spend hours and hours on the internet trying to really nail down why how could it be that you know 99% of people around me don't see this thing that's super obvious that seems as far as I can see to be truth not just a story Um, I'm looking at facts here and (laughs) it was such a mind blowing thing that I went through a very difficult time in my life. Um, not only mentally, but physically too. So I think when you're asking someone to re-examine um, reality itself from the beginning, it's a, it's a lot to ask it, it. Someone's physiology, their body, their mind actually knows what you're asking them to do. It's a rebirth of sorts. And I think people's, even their physical form knows how painful that's going to be, especially if, like you were saying, they've been going through these little pleasure seeking, you know, and hiding feelings, you know, and then now you're asking, you got to open the floodgates and you're going to feel scared. You're going to feel alone. You're going to feel desperate. Danger. And so 
I think subconsciously, not on the conscious level, but subconsciously people know I can't even go there. I can't even open that door. That's way too scary. And so before they even start running that program in their brain, they shut it down. Yeah, yeah, that's a good analysis. For the uh, chemtrail thing, it took me probably two to three years of observing them mm -hmm. before I was convinced 100% because I was like, that is so over the top. Yeah, right? It was so over the top, like a, a giant disaster that I was like, well, what it, I, I just was like, how it took me three years to really of researching it and then observing them before I was like, yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. I mean, I, I, it's been happening my whole life and then somehow nobody knew about it. But <laughs> this is it, it, I couldn't believe it. You know, it felt just like the movie The Matrix, you know, and I use that in some of the imagery and the podcast stuff I do on my YouTube videos because that's exactly how I felt. Except for me, there was no there was no Morpheus. You know, there was no Trinity. There was no one to grab my hand. I was well, completely alone. All my best friends, people that I would looked up to, they called me nuts right. and, and it was hurtful. It, it really hurt, man. It was I mean, painful. You have to be the, the uh, Neo character or the Morpheus character. Like we, we as individuals have to step up and adopt that role because so many of the people who are close to us our entire life have never once stood up for anything like that and tried to do anything. So you're right, right. it's like for abandoned children. And- um, The lost tribe. Definitely. I'm curious, have you, um, you know, you were talking about psychology of people you talk to. Um, one thing Mark Placio talks a lot about is the different brain imbalances. I'd be curious how you, um, what's your take on that? How people work in their different hemispheres of the brain? Well, uh, yeah. I've, I've, I'm actually very advanced at uh, spiritual things for certain reasons. I'm a plant medicine shaman, you know, um, and it's, it's sounds kind of weird when someone just says that they're a plant medicine shaman. You're like, okay, well, what does that mean? You, you take a lot of drugs. I mean, in my case, um, when, I, when I moved out of the last major city I was in and I moved into Missouri, there was a uh, church that I got hooked up with that was a um, Native American church. And they were had this special legal ability to uh, do peyote ceremonies and ayahuasca ceremonies. Um, so we would go out there as a group about once a month and we would take heroic doses of peyote plant medicine and which is kind of like a psychedelic um, you know, consciousness developer. And, uh, I, I went to, I went to that for over two years straight, every single month. And I even got certified wow. through the church to be a plant medicine, like roadman. And, you know, so like I can, I can get it shipped to me at any time and I can, uh, I can facilitate ceremonies for other people through this church, you know, when was supposed to have some kind of legal protection, not that, you know, anyone else doesn't already have that right or anything, but the, the point is, is I've got a lot of experience with this psycho, psychological processing. It's like the peyote, it's able to speed, it's like it slows time down, but also speeds it up to where it, at those ceremonies, sometimes it would feel like you were there for, you know, a thousand years or something, because your mm -hmm. brain would be going so fast. Your brain would be going so fast and everyone else's would be too. And, you, and then the, the vibe and the energy would be this extreme, quick speed and it would make you like 
it would detox you physically and it would make you confront things in your life that, um, you know, needed to be confronted. It would somehow it had that ability to do that. It'd bring it to the surface and then you would sit there and just think about it endlessly for hours going this hyper speed thinking. So the point is though, um, I was able to um, really heal my left brain, right brain kind of divide, which is in, in connected to this male female divide in reality. And I was able to really get in touch with feminine energy within myself to the point where I'm actually able to like shape shift in a way into a female. And when I do it, my voice changes and my body doesn't change physically, but the energy behind it becomes feminine. And I'm able to really balance my energy that way. Whereas before I was always in that regard, male imbalanced. And so I was always needy and I was always needing things and really sad because I couldn't ever fulfill sexual desires and stuff. I actually figured out a way to completely satisfy myself just by running like mental simulation with an imaginary partner that is actually my female kind of like incarnate or in the mind. It's, it's actually me that I'm simulating a, a kind of an experience with. And I would start doing that. It took about 25 or 30 of those peyote ceremonies before I, I healed enough to get to that level where I was able to fully integrate like my male, female, you know, spiritual halves. And, um, you know, but that's like an example of like left and right brain. And I can, I can see a lot of tendencies with people in reality. Like it just came up again today where I was, I, I go and play Frisbee now once a week or so. Uh, like ultimate Frisbee, it's like kind of like soccer, but yeah, yeah. And very there, active sport. Yeah, yeah. there was a, a lot of people there and one of the teammates one of the guys, some of some of them are more kind of like, I want to be the team captain and they, they'll try, sort of set the vibe for how the game's going to go. And they're like, well, we need to play man to man where you're just stuck guarding one man and everyone guards one man. And you just stay on that man. And, you know, that's how that's how the team as a whole is going to play defense. And I, I was thinking about today when I was running right before the show and I was like, yeah, that's kind of a left brain approach. There seems to be, though, I sometimes I do better just like feeling my energy and then just going wherever my energy feels like going. And that's more of a right brain approach. And, you know, if it was me and which, you know, it is me, but if I wouldn't be out there telling people they have to guard that guy and they have to guard that guy. And I was like, well, that's kind of arbitrary. Why not just let people do whatever, the, whatever they want? You might actually end up with a better result that way. And in a way that's kind of like almost like that archon control kind of like, you know, I'm the authority, I'm the team captain, you're going to do it just because I said so. That's the, the, the team has to have this script that we all run. And that's very similar to kind of like the way government is structured, where people just assume someone has, there has to be this left brain, totally imbalanced, left brain way of doing everything. And government is for sure chronically horribly left brain imbalanced to the point where people it overrides even people's left brain. Like it's so imbalanced that, you know, and it's just like, you have to do it this way. And it, and the, the way that they demand you do, it doesn't make any sense at all, you know? So it's like people aren't even using their brain at all, it, it appears. But the left brain imbalance part of it is like, everything has to be routine. It's gotta have to happen at this time exactly. You, all these people have to show up exactly at this time, you know? And we gotta do that every single day, five days a week. And then you take two days off every time. You, there's no, <laughs> 
you know, yeah. and if you break those rules, you're in trouble. Yeah, and it tries to do this sort of common denominator thing where, oh, this is the one rule, everybody's gonna fit in this rule box. We're just gonna spread this rule across everywhere, even though it doesn't make sense. Some, some rules don't make sense in a small community where they might make more sense in a big community where there's lots of people. But, you know, government's always just trying to say, oh, nope, this is just the rule, everybody's gonna follow it, which is yeah, like, good ridiculous. Example. You can't drink alcohol until you're 21. Like, okay. Thanks. And no one really follows that stupid ass rule, right? Because it's stupid, like jaywalking or smoking cannabis. It's stupid, obvious. Yeah. Right. And then what ends up happening is, uh, well, you got some some little little boy who enjoys being the rule enforcer, and he happens to be a stickler for the rules. But it's really like sub, so it's hidden somewhere in his subconscious. He just wants to like be in charge and feel special or something. And feel like he's better than other people and that they need to listen to him and he's like no you have to listen to me because that's the rules and so certain people get like their personality and their you know lack of spiritual development makes them ideal candidates to be these violent house slave rule enforcers and so it's you know a big mess every individual's got their own issues I mean, some people though, some people have moved past a lot, a big part of their issues. And, you know, I feel like I've actually accomplished a lot of moving past my kind of psychological traumas. And, you know, I actually am at the point now where I feel genuinely happy almost all the time, even in spite of all of this crazy, you know, lockdowns and, and stuff. Like, like there's a lot of processing I have to do with it. Like this has been a pretty emotional year as far as all the crazy things that they're throwing at us. You know, so I, I definitely, but I, I have this medicine on tap at all times. So anytime I start feeling like there's something that needs to come to the surface, I can just take that peyote and then it'll just bubble up real fast and I'll process it in an hour and I'll be like, I'll be past it and I'll be feeling happy again. Whereas people who don't have that resource, you know, um, especially if they've if they've got toxic habits instead and they just don't meditate or they don't look inward or they don't contemplate and they're not honest with themselves in general, it, it makes it a lot easier for people to get stuck in these ruts and these downward spirals emotionally where, you know, in order to get themselves out of this downward emotional spiral of, you know, emotional trauma that they've built up for years and years, it's like that would take a, a lot of you know, introspection. And when people have the, the full-time job and all the pressure that, you know, government again is putting on everyone, it just like people get this hopeless kind of lost, you know, glazed over look in their eye where they're just suffering horribly inside. Yeah. And, yeah and they, buried, they, you know, I think of it almost like digging a hole, you know, versus trying to build a castle, you know, say we're at the beach, you know, and on the one hand, you've got the kid over here who's trying to make something and then you got the other kid that's just digging and digging and um like i always love to dig holes so that's not the best <laughs> metaphor but the point is like you're saying um so many people i know they're used to satisfying themselves day by day you know all work you're in this left brain sort of do it mode and then after work is just sort of this release watch tv take in entertainment mode and um my own family members uh, are living that way and I really relate to your saying, I've been through some of the most extreme emotions this year than I ever have. You know, I've cried more in the last month. I'm basically splitting with my family because of the way things have changed. 
but um, having the knowledge of understanding hermetics, understanding um, natural law, and meeting other like minds like yourself and other people I've been meeting, I find so much, um, not joy, because it's not a happy time for me, but um, I'm feeling good about things. Like I have a lot of energy, I'm active, I'm excited about doing this work because I know it's the right thing and, and it propels me forward. Even in times when I feel like I'm surrounded by um, evildoers and I see even people that I thought were good that are doing obvious evil right. in the world. And part of the reason I use evil is because it is that extreme. It really is. And that's what people aren't seeing. I mean, it's like you have a, uh, some, you know, uh, a demon or something like you could as you know a physical incarnate demon just as an an example uh the demon when people are born the demon gets their hands bloody and it gets that contaminates their soul and that's the through the process of like the education system for example the demon can be like this government entity and all everyone's parents complying with it because at the same energy that you know people are bringing into reality by choice some of them some of these people are choosing to be evil polarized to the max and they want to contaminate as many people you know with their sickness and get their hands dirty so that you know they it's like they get more power over reality that way if they can just get everyone to be guilty and to be helpless and to be like damaged then I guess it gives them a feeling of power or control. At least we're all in the same shitty boat, right? Well, I mean, they're, yeah, and they're the they're the captain of the boat, and they're 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 they they're like this sado, you know, masochistic, like demon that is driving the boat straight into a you know an iceberg or hell or a fire, you know, and all, all along the way there's all these bumps that everyone's just taking you know, getting punched in the face constantly and they take a stop at this evil island with an evil carnival and that can be, you know, coronavirus. And everyone that's on that boat ride is, is like, oh, here we go again, coronavirus. Next year, what's it's going to be? Some, you know, mass shooting or some new law they're going to try to take our guns or, you know, it's like the same demon. And, and you know, there's a lot of people that are in this demon's kind of, uh, you know, the crew on the boat, they have more authority under the demon's religion than, than the average person, you know, but the demon, he's already, he's already ruined their soul. And they know that they can't, they're not powerful enough to disobey the demon. So whatever the demon demands that they do, they're, they're now the house slaves. And they're like, well, well, this is, this is what's coming down from, you know, Satan. Like, all right, we're, we're doing the coronavirus thing. And now, now we're going to drag an entire country, an entire nation of people through this mud and get everyone's souls contaminated with fear and, you know, shame, like the mask thing. That's almost like they're symbolically, they're just trying to shame people or something. Tell them they're all dirty. You're all just dirty biohazards. And, you, you know, if someone ever got even, even a drop of your spittle, well, you're now in trouble because you just contaminated them with your dirty energy. <laughs> yeah and that you know that's been going on for a while is it's taking the blame for the problems in the world like this is what we've been seeing with the climate thing where you know you're the problem you know it's it's your uh hairspray can or your car and um, we need to start counting credits because it's all you guys that are you know screwing up the world there, there's never this admission that oh yeah well our factories are you know putting out 20 times what you know the average individual puts out but 
Right. The same thing like when we're having a water shortage up here in California, it's always like, you guys need to stop using so much water, you know? It, it's always devaluing the individual and putting all this heavy value and uh, weight on the side of authority. Right. And because people are so inundated and used to that, they just accept it as being normal. And shit, I even did for a lot of my life. I remember for, you know, when Obama got voted, I was still kind of like, yeah, you know, somebody a little different. I, I still hadn't completely woken up to the realization that, yeah, no, government is slavery. Yeah. It, it took me a while. And so I can still empathize with how stuck people are in those ways of thinking and mm -hmm. um but how to how to lead anyone in that direction is the tricky part you know one so, thing yeah. that i've been really thinking deeply about too is like how did society get this bad like mm. has, a, has a theory about the anunnaki's and the genetic modification i was like yeah that that could do it that could screw people up this bad where literally they got started you know two hundred thousand years ago screwed up like, yeah, we were actually a hybrid cut, you know, someone actually cut into the gene line and I mean, meddled with the DNA and then, you know, turned the dial to uh, extra slave in our brain, extra you, programmable, you know. What else have they done, though, in the past, like, 500 years that we don't know about, for example? Like, how could so many North American, there be so many Christians all running the same like delusional mind control Christian script and they're all going to church. And it's like, no matter where you go in any, any city in America is going to have, you know, probably tens or hundreds of these Christian churches and they all have the exact same program and they all got that program from their parents. And then, but where did their parents get that? And then, and then I can only dig back you know, to my great grandma is the, is the last person, the oldest person in my direct family that I knew. And she seemed to have the same Christian programming. But, but what happened to my great, great grandparents and then their grandparents to like, did, was there some sort of weird yeah. intervention where like, if you look into Tartaria, We're like reliving this trauma that happened way back in time, right? Yeah. Like one theory that I like is this Tartaria theory. Uh, you might may or may not have heard of it, but it, Part of that that um, theory was that there in the 1800s the dark cult won this global like technology battle, and then they like because they they found some evidence that there was a bunch of free energy technologies in the 1800s, and there was all kinds of things that people would think were technologically impossible back then, and it's like almost like the dark the dark forces won this global like war and then maybe if they won that war then they 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 just had their mk ultra mind control slaves with this christian script that they gave them and that was my great 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 grandparents or something like because because mm. that's as far back as my direct knowledge of my ancestors go and i'm just like but how can so many people be running it, this you know it reminds me what you're saying of um the book dune or the series uh the dune series frank herbert yeah i haven't because, read it. oh man uh he really gets deep into some stuff like that where the, the witches um, is one, he, he describes these different kind of cultures in the universe and this one group, they're kind of like the eugenicists. They're trying to control, they're trying to create this perfect um, specimen of a being. And so for thousands of years, they've been planting these religions on different planets and they do it just because um, you never know when they might have to go to one of these planets.
So when they show up at one of these planets, they already had somebody came, you know, a hundred thousand years ago and plant this idea about this fake religion that they made up. Mm -hmm. So when they show up, they're like the Messiah, you know? Exactly. And it's like that, that book describes really well this thing that, yeah, this goes way back, you know, uh, humans would... being programmed is nothing new. Right. I mean, def it's definitely not new because how could it be this advanced? How could it be so total? How could it be so across the board that, that uh, people can't yeah. understand yeah. you? Like we're speaking a different language when we talk about freedom, you know, or individuality. Yeah. I was watching this, this guy, Chris Geo, he has this podcast called Beyond the Veil. And he was talking about this time he went to Egypt to, he took ayahuasca in a great pyramid. One, one of the things he did while he was there, but one of the things he commented on, he showed us video, they got up at these Muslim people every like, it was like it was every day or something at like four in the morning while it's still dark, they would all get up and then they would start moaning and like all, they, they would be just horrible loud sound every morning at 4 a.m. of all these like thousands of, of Muslims all just yelling and, and kind of carrying on and doing their, it was called like the call to prayer or something. And he was like, it was like, oh my God, they don't even sleep in the early morning. Like this is like, it's impossible to sleep with this going on. Like how, and I saw that and I was like, how did they get people to do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you know then and like right now what's going on with the mask thing like i would have never believed it right. if i hadn't seen it and lived through it i would have thought no i mean i thought people were lost and confused and hypnotized before all this but i had no idea that it was to this extent like i would have never thought that you know nine out of ten or ten out of ten people would just be like oh sure yeah i'll just cover up my airway every day everything i do when i go outside sure no problem I thought there would be people saying, well, why the fuck would we do that? That doesn't make sense. Even if it was an illness that was killing lots of people all around us, I still think there, there should have been a pushback for freedom of choice. I mean, maybe they just killed everyone who resists this kind of stuff a long time ago. You know, and like, we're just dealing with automatons? Yeah, we're just dealing with people who have the MK Ultra program that, that they developed back in Britain or something, you know, in the mid- They're the all medieval, clones. <laughs> the medieval or before that, and then just fuck with us. They sent people, their soldiers to America, and they're like, they're they're MK Ultra program. So the the program says, "All oh, we'll kill all the natives, and then set up our way of life, which is this regimented, totally, totally, you know, harm mechanical. Yeah, mechanical clockwork, like just perversion. And like maybe you know, there probably were a lot of people that were like, "No, I'm not sending my kids to to your schools," and they're like, "Well, kill that, kill that guy." He too. They <laughs> just know, went. They just went missing. You got people in this, these cults that are the higher up programmers and then they can embed those people into positions of power. And then the higher up programmers have the demons in them. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, people don't like wearing a mask. All right, well, military is now taking them out because they don't want to get a mandatory vaccine. Or, you know, and then people, average people who don't have that hardcore MKUltra program but they're maybe their great 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 grandparents did they're they're so they're just like how could somebody be that evil there can't be the people that evil certainly not running the government no way they, they, like how, how they have they have all these giant bombers stealth bombers i all i have a shotgun i guess but you know they've got stealth bombers like what do you want me to do i think i might just dissociate a little bit and and you know watch tv for a while and just ignore yeah, it's just them. overwhelming i think 
and, and you know that's the thing I've gotten into that um, it's sort of a trap in a lot of ways discussion I get when with people where a lot of times the argument when I start bringing up some modern issues I'll say like you know what's this mask thing is part of a greater movement to enslave us and someone will say no I mean I just can't see how you think that everything's all one big giant conspiracy like that's really one of the major sticking points I get into when I have discussions with people that yeah. disagree with me. They, they just can't, um, it reminds them, it's like it reminds them of one of these movies where there's this one, the Joker, you know, and the yeah. Joker's trying to take over Gotham City. They're like, it can't be that laughable. It just doesn't make sense. Like I know somebody in government, I know a police officer, I know a military guy, they, they always say something like that. And they're yeah. not in part of this thing. How do you think it could all be connected? Like they really can't see the web of connections well, and, it's, and it, it's a long time to try to explain to someone how to see that web of connections it's 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 delicate it's hidden it's obscured and it's um invisible in a lot of ways i mean the funny thing is is that simultaneously as it is hidden it's plain for anyone to see at any time because well, like you're what looking is yeah. what is government other than a conspiracy to control and, and kill people like what is government other than that like that's the what the word means conspiracy is two or three people combined for a subversive plan right i mean the entire society is nothing but a conspiracy like a giant conspiracy like to take so your many... money to take your stuff and use yeah. it for what they want to do every single banker is a part of a conspiracy whether they know it or not like I, some of them do know it though they they yeah. do know exactly what yeah, the advertising is. is a conspiracy to take your money right i mean well, they, I mean, there's like the, the there's so many big ones that people and, and see that's the program that is installed in people by the social engineers. It's like they the social engineers think of ways to just mind control people into not seeing things that are plain, plain and obvious for any fresh soul that is taking a fresh look at things without any pr sort of programming. Like it would be so obvious to any even a child that that this society is totally going off the deep end and that these people are just completely sick there there's something deeply wrong with them it's so plain and obvious for them to see but but the the uh, social engineers are like okay well in order to, to to brainwash them and hypnotize them we just need to repeat over and over again endlessly that there's no such thing as conspiracies and that and then they'll have like five or ten bullet points that you know don't make any sense that of, they're just token answers that people word vomit out and they don't even these people don't even know specifically where that program came from they just it just repeats itself and then somebody's putting it out though through the media they're like well there's no such thing as conspiracies because nobody could keep a secret is one is one of the, to the token talking mm -hmm. <laughs> even though you can find all these factual secrets that have come out you know that were secret for a very long time um mm -hmm. You know, things that one of the ones I, you reminded me of right now, a secret type of thing. Um, I shared this recently uh, on Facebook. It was Lloyd Pye, Everything You Know Is Wrong. And um, he gets all into some of the BS regarding um, primates becoming humans and how mm -hmm. the missing link doesn't make any sense. And there's yeah, no bones right. in our body that match any uh, monkey bones. And one of the things he points out is how um, panda bears, um, they, for the longest time, people thought they didn't exist, this plant-eating bear. It's impossible that such a thing can't exist. And some guy even came, like a National Geographic guy, said, no, I saw it. And they sent an expedition out into the woods, and no one ever found them for the longest time. 30 years went by before they actually 
found the pandas and it's this slow moving, you know, plant eating bear. Um, humans can miss shit that's right in front of them. We're very easily programmed. And for some reason, we, the average person thinks the opposite of that, that they cannot be fooled. There's no, well, no possible way I could be fooled. <laughs> I mean, there's another way to look at it too. Is like some, like if you program someone to be easily programmed, then they will, if, they, if you're the only influence they have and you're having the main influence on them, they sure enough will probably end up easily programmable. But if you program someone by just educating them to, to not be easily programmable and to, and to question things, then, then you're tra training them to be a sovereign free thinking being that is, you know, now it's like they're, you can, their spiritual state is, you know, a, like a rock that's based on truth that nobody can, nobody, no matter what they say, can throw them off of things they all, they know. So it's like, yeah, the human conditions, maybe even the human condition is like, right now everyone's easily programmable because the dark occult won out so long ago and they've been winning battle after battle after battle. I mean, they, they haven't completely won or anything, but they've just got people into this state now where the yeah sure enough they are easily i don't know maybe they genetically modified people to make them easily programmable who knows <laughs> and it makes you wonder at this point where um you know like we talked about before how much effort to put forward you know like i'm putting a lot of energy into this end evil thing and you know trying to reach out do a podcast and, and i have to um but part of me doesn't really think it's possible right now to have enough people to really change this thing I, I really feel like um the more likely scenario is it has to play out in a bad slow violent difficult way and a few more people might kind of become aware over the next few years but it might take a long time humankind might need to get their faces really shoved in the shit before we realize you know it might not be our lifetime you know maybe all i'm doing is going to seem in vain even when i die but that doesn't stop me from knowing I still have to do what's right. Yeah, I, I, I can encourage you on that one because I've been doing it for a while too. And, uh, you know, thinking about these kinds of things and just processing all these emotions and like facing the dangerous reality. And what I've come to, you know, realize is, as far as like my life path. And, and I, I've also looked into this reality transurfing kind of like law of attraction kind of ways of manifesting things. And one of the recent books I read is called Tufti the Priestess. And it's by the same author as Reality Transurfing, this Russian mystic guy. But he says in the book, you can't change the present. You can't change the past and you can't change the present because the present has already manifest. It's like if you looked at the present as a screenshot, like a, a photo or something, you can't actually change anything on the photo because it's already manifest. Like. He says what people do though is they get stuck in in like if reality were a movie people get stuck in the movie they don't ever their their mind doesn't detach from the movie for a little bit and then think independently of the movie and the script in the movie it's like it's like they get this they're just identified with the physical they are identified with their role which is dictated by the script and the script was set for these people because they're trained to be slaves the social engineers are writing the script for their life. And because they don't know how to take the reins, the average Joe, have, they've been programmed not to be sovereign and not to direct their own fate. So they end up by default just 
whatever script the dark occultists write for them, they sure enough, because they, they're not taking the reins of their own movie in reality. And the way that the book says the, to do it is that you kind of like detach from, from the physical reality for a second, and then you think a little bit into the future. I mean, it's, it's not like Eckhart Tolle where he's kind of obsessed with being present at all times. He, he, this book actually says that's what average people do. They're like, they're sucked, they're fully in the movie at all times and they're never trying to plan the future. And um, because of that, they're, they're, other people are planning the future for them and they don't have, they feel like they don't have any power to, uh, to do anything about it because that's the direction their life is, is going. And it's like, so it says like, you gotta work on, you gotta plan the future because reality, the current script is already here and the script is what pushes you forward. But what you can do is, is go into the projector room, switch the film roll out and just play a different movie. And then, you know, the reality he calls it, he has another um, analogy, like it's a two way mirror or something. And people, they get lost in the reflection of the external reality as being um, a reflection that takes a while to process, to fully reflect what you're, you as the image, the true thing that's being reflected. If you just change your thinking, then you're, you, the reflection will eventually reflect your thinking back to you, but it's got this time delay. Pros probably built in so that, you know, you're sure you know what you want. And so you can test a few ideas out and they're not just going to instantly manifest. You know, just because you lost control of your mind for a split second. Oh, now, now something terrible is coming. Where you're so you're so afraid of your thoughts because they manifest so fast that you just die because you had a, the wrong thought one day. Mm -hmm. Reality in this book it says it's a little more like a time delayed mirror. And what you do is you 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 need. There's no way to know this for sure except to experiment with it. You know, it's not, not like I'm believing the book. I'm just like, huh. Well, what if it does work that way? Maybe I should try thinking differently just in case it does. So the mirror, the movie that I have for the future is a sovereign anarchist tribe, uh, me being a part of that tribe. And then you want, you want to put yourself in with your, with like a mental simulation of you already being in that reality. And, and then you go, and then the script subtly changes is what it says. The, the movie subtly changes and you have more uh, power and authority over your own destiny than someone else does because you're the center of that part of the universe and reality. So it's like if you start doing this with just your microcosm, you can observe subtle changes in the way things are going and you, you kind of take power back over your own fate. And especially if you can use, combine that with what Mark Passio does of trying to teach other people how to be sovereign and, and put these ideas out for other people, then they can, they can, the ones who are interested, you know, can absorb that into themselves and they can take control and then of their own life again and then be like, yeah, you know, I don't actually want to wear a mask every day. I think it's kind of dumb. I've always thought it was dumb. And then now this guy's telling me, me, I'm saying, how, oh, actually I can Maybe not today because I'm, I'm in a job and the job requires it. And that's the script for the movie that's been playing my whole life that led up to now. But if I start visualizing a reality where I don't have to do all this stupid left brain crap, you know, like wear, wear a stupid mask just because the government said, how about we all just collectively, you know, people that I'm talking to, how about we all just visualize a reality where there is no government and there's no enemy at all. And evil has already been ended completely and everyone's friends and there's no enemies at all. And we all just hang out and we don't even necessarily need technology 
because maybe the two-way mirror, maybe we can control the weather just by by choosing collectively or, you know, one day, like, what if it were actually worked that way? The only way to know is to try it out, you know? Well, it does. I think the tricky part for people to get is that, you know, there's this progression. You, you think about something and you get an idea. You don't get an idea if you don't think first. You know, you have to take that initiative, right? To say, um, like, um, I like to make up songs. And some people say, I don't know how you could possibly make up a song. Well, I start making up a song by deciding I want to make up a song. I don't even have anything thought out yet. I just have this thought that I want to do this, you know, and that's the initiative part of it. Once you take the initiative on a thought, then ideas start showing up. Ideas can't show up without the initiative and the thought, right? Yeah. What would they grab onto? So then once you have those ideas, an idea is something that can be manifest in the physical world. You can take action based on an idea. Like I have an idea, we could do this. Here's the actions that, that I would take. So now we're experiencing the outcome of what the original thoughts that led to the ideas that manifested into the actions, that that's what we're experiencing now, the cumulative buildup of everything we did up to this point, all of us, you know? And so yeah. like you're saying, if, if we all start working on refining those thoughts, then those are gonna lead to more fruitful ideas and but everybody is influencing this reality and that's where the new age bullshit kind of gets it wrong because they start trying to say like oh you can just magically dream whatever you want and that's gonna manifest in the world but no everybody else is dreaming too it's not just your dream you know one thing i found is that some people have more of an influence on reality based on how like, their attention how maybe yeah based on if they're consciously trying to have an influence and and how fast they think and maybe how smart they are, how much of an ability they have to use their imagination. Right. Like, you know, whereas other people, they seem to be maybe a little more mentally slow or maybe they're just too caught up in, in the reality to where they don't even use their brain much. Maybe they're watching too much TV or drinking too much alcohol. And so their brain doesn't even work very efficiently. And so they're not doing these, you know, daily visualizations of, you know, with the, and there may not, not, may not even be aware at all that it does in fact work this way because, you know, the satanic programming is going to tell you that thoughts don't even exist. I, the only thing that exists is matter and, you know, your emotions don't exist. That's why we're just going to, that's why humans are just resources that can be used because they, they're trying to tell people. They're saying you have no value. Yeah, they're trying to de deactivate your consciousness completely and turn you into an actual robot that they can just use up as a slave. You know, but some people fall for that and they end up not being able to um, just by using their thoughts, they end up detached from that divine power of manifestation, you know, so it's like, you know, you can if you work on it yourself, you can actually become it's like kind of like a using magic is another word for it that you can become more powerful than, you know, average people. But you're right, there's 7 billion of these people. There's a lot of darker cultists who, who know what they're doing and they, they use these techniques too. One, one thing Mark Passio recently taught, told, gave a story of was his time when he was in a, the satanic cult and he went to like this grotto meeting and they were all doing this mastermind group meditation where they were all supposed to visual, all the cult members were supposed to visualize this law passing. And they weren't supposed to put, you don't put too much importance on it. You just visualize together and they would, they, I guess they did it for, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes at a ritual, he said. It was a time where, you know. Like an evil guy, prayer. 
Yeah, yeah, and like, and sure enough, the law passed, and so there's dark forces using that, you know, mental mental power. It's just they they're not they don't have as much of an influence on your life as you do, because they're in a different space time lo location. So. You know, if, if you abandon your power completely, then they have influence over you. But if you take that power back, you actually have more influence over your own course and fate than anyone else in reality does because you're the center. And so by putting out certain thoughts, it's like you're going to have more of an effect on your own life, you know, but if you can't wake up in time and start practicing it, you know, you might work, they might lead you into a corner that is almost inescapable you know some they get people backed into these corners like where like americans are in right now where they're they're shutting the farms down you know the, there's going to be a food crisis likely likely to be a food crisis you know they got people doing all this stuff that doesn't make sense you know in the meantime they're poisoning and they them can off. control people with the perception of a crisis we've seen that already you know even yeah. whether it's real or not you know you know and believe so it it's like they built this trap for people for the last hundred years and they've been so, getting all, yeah, it's a all good the trap. on the on the chessboard. They're like slowly over the course of decades moving these pieces while people are just still doing their little, you know, masturbation every day. Just like drinking and doing whatever they, they like, taking any responsibility for things that are wrong in society. They're just slowly moving the, now the rooks over here. Now they've got the bishop over here. Now, now, now it's like, all right, checkmate time. And now there's the coronavirus this year. And now we're one step closer to checkmate. But, you know, just one thing I do, I do is I, I don't really identify with average people. I like, I consider myself, you know, in some ways better than them, not in, in the way of, you know, I don't have more rights or anything like that. I'm just like, have better, better handle on my life than, average people I have a better idea of what's more accurate idea of what's really going on in the bigger picture because I've done more research and so I'm at a, in a better position to take take the reins back on my life and you know I think the, the divine I think power when you're spending more time doing right actions it gives you a different kind of confidence because you totally. know I'm doing the right thing with my time totally does and I I have I feel fairly confident that there will be an actual sovereign tribe that will manifest in different locations. Like certain locations, the, you will see the police state get worse. Certain locations, you might not see much change at all. I and mean, people might actually just like, no, we like things the way they were with the Fed. You know, we were all happy at our jobs. You know, we just don't want to wear a mask. And then those locations will be like, yeah, and we don't want a vaccine either. We'll just keep, we'll just keep, the, you know, the things roughly the way they were. And, and then these other locations will take this they take this um, take this opportunity of all of this chaos. It's like a high energy environment this year where there's tons of energy flying around everywhere. And so you can ride those energy waves and, and manifest something very quickly because there's so much like, I feel it's like an emotional energy and also a mental energy. Like people are like a really fuel. Yeah. But thinking about things more because there, there's big changes and stuff and like there's so many different changes going on in reality like i'm pretty confident that i'm i'm going to end up with a group of people who are able to rebuild society you know to some extent because i don't think that they're going to the dark occultists i don't think they're going to be able to really fully stop people who fully are 100% committed to being sovereign. You know, the more of those people that are 100% understand natural law and sovereignty, 
I don't even think they're they're going after those people because you know the 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 right right is on our side and so like the universe is set up for us to be able to easily overcome evil as long as we do things right and you know the again it's a numbers game but I think they're mainly just trying there's like they're just trying to manage their farm efficiently they've got a human farm and they're really just concerned with their farm animals. You know, if somebody, if one of the farm animals wakes up. Well, it's all become so computerized too now where you wonder how much human involvement there is in this bad plan, yeah. evil plan. A lot of it's controlled by computers at this point. Right. And I mean, if, if a few, a few of the farm animals out of 10,000 farm animals wake up one day and just fly over the fence, they might not even notice. They might not even notice that you're gone, you know, because they're just got managing a 10,000 animal farm is, is, mm -hmm. They got their hands full anyway, you know? So if some yeah. if two of them go over, you know, an hour or two outside of town and they end up actually sovereign, they, they might not even notice for a while. And then you just keep working on things. You keep, you know, like the Christians say, witnessing to people about, you know, natural law. It's kind of a cheesy word. Yeah. <laughs> One of those Christian words. Because well, they witness, fucked it up, you know. <laughs> witness the good news. I don't know why they say the word witness to say talk to people. I think speak to people is a better expression for that. But um you know, just keep up the educational efforts. I, I think they're coming out with this better satellite internet. I'm, I'm probably going to get it. I know it's probably 5G based. I might try it out. It's like some sort of like SpaceX Tesla thing where they're, because mm. my internet's really crappy at my house. That's why I'm over here is because uh, they've actually got average Joe internet. Mine's like, Mark Passio was talking about this on his last podcast. It's like people trying to do the great work on the shittiest internet connections. Yeah. I've been being, I've been dealing with it all year since I moved, but I I was holding out for the SpaceX kind of like new satellite thing that Tesla's hat Tesla's coming out with because I didn't really want to. I I don't know. I just I just got the uh, DSL. I thought it would be better than it is, but it's kind of crappy. So that's mm. supposed to come out this year sometime. So. Well, um, why don't you? That's a probably a good segue. Um, we're getting towards the end of our time here. Um, why don't you take a minute and tell me, you know, whoever might be listening about um, where they could find more of your work. Uh, yeah, I'm doing my best with my limited budget, a very, very, very limited budget. Like I'm in the negative money right now, but I've got a, I've got a new cannabis hemp business. So I, I'm, me and a couple partners, they're still kind of all about the matrix for now. They're not really as out of the box as me, but they really wanted to do a hemp farm. So I sell, I sell CBD now. Our business is called Ozark Mountain Cultivation. We have a website and we're about to get the payment processor set up so we can finally accept orders and stuff. Uh, OzarkMountainCultivation.com and my library channel is Anarchy. I got that channel now. My old content is at Nathan's Freedom Zone. And I had a lot of really good old, older content. Like I, what ended up happening is I uploaded too much classical music trying to make a bunch of money on library blockchain. So I uploaded like 15,000 classical music songs at least. And um, I, I own the channel Mozart, Bach, Beethoven, um, Rashmaninov, all these classical music composers. And the, I thought I would make a, a fortune on tips, but the tips kind of dried up for now. So I had to get a new wallet and that's why I have the channel Anna with my new content. It's on this, this laptop. My, my old channels were on a Nathan's Freedom Zone though. It's got a lot of my older content, which I've got some really good gems up there. Some of that male, male female um, integration thing. Um, well, a lot of good stuff on there. I'm, I'm probably just going to delete my new content off Nathan's Freedom Zone and leave that for, for old content, but 
my main channel I'm working with now is library.tv slash at sign anarchy. And I also have that bit shoot uh, channel spirit runner with a dash spirit dash runner. So, um, excellent. I, I'll make sure and get those links and, um, include them with this podcast. Yeah. And hit me up on mines. I mean, if you or Facebook, if that's what you're using, Nathan Crabtree, uh, I tend to friend people who are into anarchy just cause I, I kind of want to manifest a sovereign tribe or, you know, uh, a sovereign group of people who understand how to live. That's not, yeah, no, I feel like that's the time we're in. We need to network and um, build our resistance, our tribe of uh, survival. You know, it's really down to survival at this point from my point of view. So yeah, definitely. Man, I, I really appreciate um, you setting aside this time to talk with me, Nathan. Really? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad you're doing this work. Um, you, you have me on again anytime you want. Yeah, we, we could do this again and keep going. There's, I could tell we could just keep talking into the night. Yeah, maybe you know, like you know, once a week or, you know, once a month or however often you want to do it would be, would be good. I, I like the going for about an hour. That was, that was perfect today. So perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep, we'll keep in touch and, um, strength in numbers, you know, my followers can now follow your channel and your followers. Can Vice follow versa. We, we got to build up kind of a following so that we can have more ability to change the world by casting. And, and for people that are listening, it's like, it's not just that one crazy bearded guy. Look, there's two crazy bearded guys, <laughs> you know, it, it gives it a little bit more um, backing when, it's not just the one personality and just the one face. It's right. Like, and no, it that's three or four or five or six or a million. You're the first guest I have on my Anarchy channel. I'm, I'm kind of cool because I, I got the channel Anarchy on Library. Nice. So nice job, man. I don't know if that's how you found, found me or not. but <laughs> I don't remember. I think we were both chatting on um, after the show or something on the Discord or something. I don't remember how we first hooked up. but Okay. Well, I've been all about it for a few years, so I'm really happy to take the responsibility for that channel and make sure the content is quality and not, you know, what some just random guy might just take the channel anarchy and do something stupid with it so yeah awesome no everything i've watched on there is um i can't find any disagreements i think we're cool. um we're, we're talking on the same page so um yeah keep and up I, the good I work man encourage people to use ayahuasca and peyote if they can ever have the opportunity because it does speed up your manifestation for a while i thought this year was so crazy because i had been using so much peyote and ayahuasca i was like what dimension did i go into yeah i overdid it yeah I, yeah I that's what it feels was, like out there right now holy shit whole the whole time my intention was to get to a free society so i was like yeah probably maybe what i did is i just sped time up so much that all of this violent <laughs> Has to took a wrong turn and you went to the most fucked up society <laughs> no, i didn't take a wrong turn it was just like i was going so fast to freedom that it, that the entire society had to collapse for me to get there right oh, okay so yeah finally it all collapses in one year and then next year i'm totally free maybe <laughs> just like that huh? yeah. all right well, I'll, I'll let you go cool nathan all right we'll Good be in touch show. man and uh, we'll, we'll do it again thanks man appreciate it yep <laughs> oh, and the uh, oh, shit. <laughs>